I'm Heidi Harris. Welcome to the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can find my podcast at iTunes, subscribe for free, or check them out at HeidiHarris.com or also Heidi Harris Show. I post them on Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of stuff. So HeidiHarris.com. You can also catch my live radio show weekdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. at 670 a.m. in Las Vegas, live from the Las Vegas Strip. That's Monday through Friday, 9 to 10 a.m. at 670 a.m. KMZQ. Talk you can trust. Gotta love that. All right, let's talk a little fake news, shall we? The other day I was leaving the radio station and I heard somebody say, are you going to talk about the conspiracy behind the Golden Knights? You know, the casinos don't want them to win because they're going to lose a lot of money. And I said, what? Somebody who works in the building, not an on-air person. But somebody who works in the building actually said that to me. Yeah, I heard a guy in Canada, he bet a million dollars at 501. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's frustrating to me that somebody would actually go on the air with it. And I heard somebody did, not in our cluster, but I guess some other station, somebody actually said that on the air. You got to check it out. That's why for the almost 20 years, it'll be 20 years in September, that I've been doing talk radio. I've never been sued. Now, I'm opinionated, obviously, and I don't hold back. But I don't get my facts wrong if I can possibly avoid it. And I'm trying to remember times when I actually have. I don't know that I have, especially in a situation like that. You don't want to come on the air and start talking about, oh, yeah, the casinos are all in on it. They don't want the Golden Knights to win. Really? Why don't you check into it, please? I saw somebody who I actually know from politics the other day post a story on Facebook. And it was referencing the California bill that... If you really read it closely, could technically make somebody having a Bible illegal because of the language in the Bible against homosexuality. I mean, you really have to push it far for that to happen. But this particular fake news story actually came out and was much more dramatic about it. So rather than repost this story, because I'm familiar with the story and I've read Christian websites and things like that that have actually looked into it and they say, hey, listen, there could be some ramifications. Okay, I get that. But an alarmist headline was a little concerning. So I looked at the website and I realized everything they post on there has some crazy end of the world headline that really talk about stretching the truth. It's kind of ridiculous. Now, how do you define fake news? Well, there are many sources of fake news. For example, in the Supreme Court's decision this week about the Masterpiece Cake case out of Colorado, a lot of the left-leaning media were defining it as a narrow decision, seven to two. Now, it's not a narrow decision from the standpoint of how many justices decided that Jack Phillips was being persecuted by the folks in Colorado. It's a narrow decision because they didn't make a broad sweeping statement about whether or not a cake constitutes free speech, and all that kind of stuff. Okay, that's true. But if you just read the headline, you would think, oh, it's a narrow decision. To me, a narrow decision is 5-4. That's a narrow decision. And how many of those do we have from the Supreme Court? But to read the left-leaning blogs and all the left-leaning major headlines, you'd think it was a very tight, tight decision from the Supreme Court. It wasn't at all. Now, it was from a legal standpoint, but it wasn't from the majority deciding that Jack Phillips was persecuted primarily for his faith in Colorado. That's really why they lost the case, because they were picking on him because he was a Christian. Now, the court did not decide whether or not he should have the right. So at this point, this could come up again. And the Supreme Court justices, some of them, were very clear about the fact that this isn't really settled from that standpoint. But it was very clear that they weren't giving him a neutral hearing. 
they were very antagonistic toward his faith. So that's the reason that at this point, they're not going to uh, make him make a cake for two gay people. But of course, we'll see more cases down the road. But the fact of the matter is, if you looked at it quickly, oh, it's a narrow decision. Uh, it's not really a narrow decision. And had Jack Phillips lost, and had he been forced to abide by the Colorado Civil Rights Commission's decision that he had to make a, ba a cake for gay people, are you kidding me? The press would be screaming from the rooftops, oh, this is a huge day for gay rights. I mean, come on. You have to characterize things fairly and not get dramatic. And that's why people look at it and go, well, come on, it's fake news. Donald Trump will look at things as fake news. There'll be numbers that will come out. Let's just pick on one, unemployment or something. And of course, Donald Trump will make it sound like it's far better than it is. The left will make it sound like it's far worse than it is. Somewhere in the actual middle is the truth in almost every situation. So what you have to do as a consumer of news is you have to look at all aspects of any situation. You just have to. My husband sat there the other night and he went there on his laptop and he went through every single person running in the Republican primary. Now we vote Republican. It's not that we always would vote Republican, but if you want to vote in the primary, you have to be registered Republican. We used to be registered independents. Now we're registered Republicans. So he went through every single person in the primary ballot because I haven't had the time to do it yet and looked up every single one. Now, there's some I know. There's some I wouldn't vote for if you tied me to a chair. No way, because I know them or know a little bit about them or have dealt with them or whatever. But there are other people that kind of fly into the radar and some of them have criminal records. Now we're finding out that one guy on the ballot is was a, a considered a military deserter, went on leave and never came back. Some people say he's lying about being an attorney or a judge or whatever. I mean, it's just craziness. But many times voters may not be aware of this situation unless they do some research. I'm just talking casual research, not necessarily a lot. But here again, if you're doing research on somebody, you have to be certain that the research you're doing is objective. In other words, it's not coming from the other campaign. Remember that the other campaign can say anything they want about a person. I cannot get on the air and say some of the things I know about various politicians. It's not that I'm hiding things from you. It's just that there's a lot of information that I would get sued for if I put it out there. Did you hear so-and-so's having an affair with so-and-so? And did you hear this? And did you hear that? And did you hear that he's involved in swingers parties? And did you hear that he is involved in getting girls for high rollers or high executives? I mean, come on, the stuff that I hear that I don't repeat on the air, I can't. I'll get my butt sued and it would just be gossipy. Now, sometimes it matters, certainly. Sometimes it doesn't matter. So I encourage you to make your own time to do your research on every one of these candidates and look into it. I know it's tough with some of them, especially if they're new. But if you take the time, you can probably figure out who they are. But remember that the hit pieces and all of the things that are going to be showing up in your mailbox about various candidates have very little bearing on reality. They can take one little grain of truth and they can stretch it or they can make themselves sound much better than they are or they can make that candidate sound like a bigger crook than he or she actually is. So you have to take the time. Now in Apple's case, the other day they did a press conference and they talked a little bit about the fact that Apple is going to pick the headlines that people see in Apple News. Now I don't happen to read Apple News. I know there are a lot of folks who do. Who's going to be the arbiter of whether or not it's real news? They said they're going to use trusted news sources. Well, even if you see something from what some people consider trusted news sources, Fox, CNN, uh, even MSNBC, there are people who consider those legitimate news sources, NBC, CBS, uh, whatever. 
There are people who will consider that ABC, whatever, a trusted news source, maybe, but you still have to look at that because you have to understand that these people hate Donald Trump. Almost all of the major news organizations hate Donald Trump. Fox News is going to slobber all over Donald Trump no matter what he does. It's very, very tough to get an actual objective story about Donald Trump. So that's why, personally, I like shows like Fox News' Brett Baer. I'm a big fan of that. That's really, got to be honest, the only show that I bother with on Fox is Brett Baer's show. Because I feel as if Brett gives you a fair shake on everything. Just tell me what happened today. I don't need your take. I don't need your talking heads. And I say this as a former talking head. I'm not sure if I'll do it anymore, but I've done it hundreds of times. I've been that person in the box giving the right perspective while somebody gives a left perspective. I'm not trashing talking heads, but I don't need your perspective. Just tell me what happened today. The Senate did this. The House did that. Donald Trump did this. Whatever it might be. Without the spin, just tell me what happened. And it's very, very tough to find an objective news source that doesn't try to spin it one way or the other. So it's harder and harder to find actual news that's reliable. And please don't trust things you see on the internet. There are a lot of folks who get most of their news from Facebook. I wouldn't do that. Like I said, the case of my friend who is a guy I respect, who's been involved in political circles for years. He just saw something and he reposted it. Have I been guilty of doing that? And then had somebody say, you know, this isn't accurate. Absolutely. Rarely, but it's happened to me too. You've got to take the time to check into it. Look for other sources on these various stories. But a lot of folks are very quick to say, ah, it fits my narrative. So I'm going to go ahead and post it. That's what the left does all the time. And that's, by the way, what the right does also. So in order to actually get some accurate news, you're going to have to make some effort. I know it's difficult. And it's interesting, too, because there's more information out there than ever before. But you just have to avail yourself of the information. But... Here's another example. The other day, that press conference that I referenced where Apple said they were going to pick the news headlines that you actually saw, I saw that headline flash through my phone and I took a screenshot of it because I thought, oh, I want to talk about this tomorrow. Just real quickly took a screenshot because I don't want to bother with emailing it to myself or saving it to this program that I use. Well, later on, when I tried to find that headline again, I had a hell of a time. I got to tell you. I said to my husband, where did this headline go? It's vanished off Google. It was the funniest thing. I finally found it in a weird website. And once again, I verified that with a couple other things. But it was really difficult to find, which is a little bit scary because it shows you how Google, Apple, all of these things can control the narrative. Take a headline off and make it more difficult. What? You didn't see that, huh? Nothing to see here, folks. Just keep moving down the internet. So it's tough to be aware of all of what's going on. And I know that I certainly like to take a break from technology. I was reading a story the other day about Simon Cowell and how he has not touched a cell phone in 10 months. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Now, on the one hand, Simon Cowell has people to tell him where he has to be and those kind of basically the headlines of the day. And for me, because I don't have an assistant, I have, for example, I've got six speaking engagements in the month of June. I'm speaking all over town. And so I have to know this. I don't have somebody who's going to go, oh, Miss Harris, you have a speaking engagement today at noon, today at four o'clock, today at whatever. You need to be there. I have them all lunches and afternoons and evenings, all kinds of stuff I've got to keep track of. And I've got to look at my phone to do that. So it's pretty tough for the average person to not look at their phone for 10 months because you don't have anybody else giving you the information. But the fact that he's walked away from it is really important. 
And I think a lot of folks should. And so there are times that I'll just walk away from my phone and say, you know what, the heck with it. Don't check my email for eight hours, the heck with it. I'm gonna be unavailable, too bad if you can't reach me. And I think all of us need to do that. The fact that we have a phone, where people can text us, email us, message us, whatever it might be. The fact that we have it doesn't mean that we need to be available every time you hear the sound of a ding on your texting or whatever. You don't have to be available. Nobody's obligating you. Nobody on the other end of your phone knows whether or not you're sleeping, taking a bath, you know, doing something with your spouse, whatever it might be. They have no business knowing what you're doing. You're not available all the time. You could be on a plane. You could be doing anything. You know, back when I was a secretary, which has been over 20 years ago, you had a little inbox, those little pink slips, remember those? And what I would do when I had to give somebody a little slip is I would just put it on their chair. That's what I call their inbox. Because a lot of people didn't like to look at the inbox, but they would look at their chair when they sat down. So uh, that's what you would do. Somebody called, you filled it out, and that's what you do. I remember one executive that I worked not for directly, but with, was a huge executive in the casino business and it drove everybody crazy that he wouldn't carry a cell phone. This is like 1996. He refused to do it. He said, forget it. There's a lot to be said for leaving your house, taking a walk without your cell phone, driving down to the gym without your cell. I mean, I see people at the gym, in the sauna, on their cell phone. Personally, I like to go to the gym and swim, and I like the fact that I can't take my phone. Now, I guess you could. Apparently, there are some things you can do now with headphones or whatever. You can actually listen to music while you swim. You know what? That's a nice break for me. Swim, I can pray, I can think about other things. It's great to turn it off, and I think everybody needs to do that. But if you are going to be connected by the internet, you simply have to make an extra effort now to look at fake news. The fact that there's a ton of news out there doesn't make it accurate. So it makes it even more difficult. It used to be that our parents would watch Walter Cronkite. That's the way it is. And everybody had one source of news, and that's what they believed. Well, now you've got a ton of news, and a lot of it's not to be believed. So take your time, look up these people on your ballot, and make sure you make the right decision on Election Day. It's really important. I know that most of the people who run for office, let's be honest, they're not the highest caliber of human being. In a lot of cases, there are some who are great. There are some who are not so great. I've known many of them since before they were in elective office. And some I truly respect, some I don't have <laughs> any respect for. But that's another entire issue. And for me, sometimes my problems with these people don't necessarily have anything to do with their feasibility for office. It just has to do with the way, you know, I think they're going to live their personal life. Maybe they're screwing around on their spouse. Maybe they're going to be abandoning their kids while they go off to Washington, D.C. or whatever. So that's a personal thing for me. There was a particular judge in town, there still is, who I have problems with because she had really young children and she also took back her spouse who was an abuser. This guy actually killed the family dog in front of her kids. So yeah, she's still on the bench. Do I talk about it on the air? No, I don't talk about it on the air. You can look it up yourself. Bottom line, I have a problem with her because I wouldn't want to be in her courtroom because the woman has no judgment. You take back a guy who kills the family dog in front of your kids? You take back a guy who's abusive? And what am I going to do? If I'm an abused woman, I'm going to be in your court. And what are you going to do? Be objective about the way you judge my case? I don't think so. So once again, these are personal things for me, not necessarily for public consumption. You'll just have to look it up yourself. What can I tell you? And that's what you should do. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter, Heidi Harris Show, Facebook, Heidi Harris Show. You can buy copies of my book, my new book and my old book, first book, I should say. 
My new book's called Don't Pat Me on the Head, Blowbacks, Setbacks, and Comebacks in Vegas Radio. And it's flying off the shelves and flying out of my hands at book signings and my speaking events, which is great, very encouraging, and getting great reviews, by the way. You can buy the book at Amazon, and it's called Don't Pat Me on the Head. Once again, all that's at HeidiHarris.com. Sign up for my free, that's free, newsletter at HeidiHarris.com and keep in touch with me there. And don't forget to listen to my brand new live show at 6.70 a.m. KMZQ, weekdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. So you can't get away from me even if you want to. <laughs> Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.